Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Zeit gang, you like to watch new stuff, right? I mean, who doesn't? I do. Well, go to Hulu and see what's new, because Hulu has new stuff all the time, like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first-class luxury meets world-class drama, a new season of The Kardashians starring the Kardashians, of course, and Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's streaming now, and it's waiting for you on Hulu. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, so I've always wanted to do some sort of like top episodes of the year rundown thingy. This year, I had a little extra time before taking off for the holiday, and so kind of threw something together just based on like what the episodes were that you listen to the most in future years. I'd like to open it up for voting, get your input. But for this year, we're just going to be rerunning each of the top five episodes uh, while we're on holiday break. And yeah, here is the number five uh, most listened to episode of the year 2023. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 272, episode one of Their Daily Zeitgeist, yeah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Monday, January 23rd, 2023. 2323, 2323. Oh, whoa, good date. Yeah. Good date to you, sir. And a good date to you as well. Thank you so much. I will take these Mejdul dates and eat them happily. But today's date is also National Handwriting Day and Mm. National Pie Day, like P-I-E. We we know Pie Day, if you're mathematics, that's that's March 14th. But we're talking about P-I-E, Pie, today. They should have combined those. Just just a note to the big to big pie to big pie. You yeah. should combine it with the other one. Hop well, on it. That's like when I feel like all the like engineer like math nerds I knew were like they had pie parties. Like it's like come over for pie day. I've made mm-hmm. a selection of pies. That's, they kind of go hand. That is how they talk too. You handwrite, Jack? Do I handwrite? Hand you doing some handwriting? I, I got a handwriting. I've got a. I've got some of that. Yeah, I What's do. I longest? do a lot of handwriting actually. Of oh, you late. do. Yeah. Okay. Little yeah. Free handwriting just to get the mind working in the morning, you know? Oh, shit. No, I've, I've been writing thank you cards, you know, for people getting us baby gifts yeah. and stuff. So I've been doing like so much handwriting 
that, I'm like, oh, I missed this. I'm, I feel like I'm back in school having to do an essay in handwriting. I must report to Zeitgang as a recipient of one of said thank you notes. <laughs> Miles has beautiful handwriting. Yeah, beautiful, baby. Cool looking handwriting. It's like, all block letters. The best. You know, imagine, imagine what you think Miles' handwriting is like. It's it's the best interpretation. It's not like frilly or anything. It's just like when when the man puts the pen somewhere he meant to. Yeah. You oh, know? You could I think any like writing and that like analyst would be like, you are putting a lot of pressure on that pen. Like I'm digging deep with that thing. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. No, there's a lot of tension there. Yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That a- was the other thing we <laughs> remarked on. Good handwriting and oh boy, there's a lot going oh, on there. Relax or Yeah. Anyways, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. Potatoes O'Brien, a.k.a. Perturters O'Brien, and I'm <laughs> thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. Oh, my goodness. Yes, it's me, because my artwork is in La Reina Sofia and the El Prado. Call me Salvador Daddy. Hey, eventually. Uh, not quite yet, but... Yes, that will probably be a new nickname soon. Shout out to uh, Christy Yamaguchi, man, for that wonderful. He must have known I was in España over the summer, in which I did take in some wonderful works by Goya uh, and Dali, of course. And of obviously course. Uh, Picasso as well. Miles, enough beating around. We were thrilled to be joined <laughs> in our third seat by a Seriously. hilarious day. Enough with the shit yeah, about you being an impending shit. father or yeah. whatever. You've seen some art. We got a, we got a heater today. Yeah. Hilarious stand-up comedian, comedy yes. writer, actor, fashion icon. Yeah. Whose shirts are available at Guarantee Shirts. Yeah. One of our all-time favorite TDZ guests. One of y'all's favorite TDZ guests. The brilliant, the raw, the major, Caitlin Gill! Caitlin Gilf! This is me hugging the Zeitgang. I hope you can all feel it. Everybody just got a consensual <laughs> hug. Only those who want one if you're not into that or being We're huggers. I Most of us I are do. huggers. You're yeah. fine. Most one... of you are probably... I, I feel like it's a huggy crowd. Yeah. Also, I, I knew, Miles, that you had excellent handwriting. I knew yeah. it. I felt it in my bones that your handwriting was cultivated and exquisite. Yeah, I am thank you. hear that you know, that was correct. It's... Hi, what wonderful praise. It is a pleasure, as always, to join you in your uh, lovely third seat. Thank you. It's, oh, it's wonderful so to have you here. What's oh, your handwriting so looking like? Fast. It is hurried. My handwriting <laughs> looks like I am thinking about the next sentence already and would like to get it on the page, please. Do you have, yes. like, hi- do you have like hybrid cursive printing <laughs> handwriting? Because you know how people, like when I hear people who write fast, I always envision like that hybrid cursive while also yes. printing. Is that you? <laughs> Yeah, it is. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, uh, a lot of letters I've just trained to run together in something yeah. like normal. They're not the shape of a cursive letter, but I'm not looking at <laughs> a pencil. Who's got the time? Right, right, yeah. right. I'm you busy. Got you got to. I will show you a to-do list that has my handwriting on it. Yeah. And... I was just taking notes about what a guest needs to know on this stained book. And I feel like even backwards, yeah. you know that that's exactly... What it would look like. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will have like you know, this, rush. Is, this is a to-do list that I discovered while cleaning out my closet from over, I think, probably two years ago. I've accomplished half of the things on this uh, to-do <laughs> I'm list. Not bad. Not I'm not bad. Put it down. Well, you didn't specify. What if yeah. the goals were when like climb multiple mountains? But okay. one, of the, one of the items on the to-do list is just Havana syndrome. <laughs> Get to a bottom <laughs> of. Just, yeah. How high on the list is that? 
can I ask? How, how long have you been writing a list before you were like, you know what, I got to get on here? Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. ten it's the years. tenth item. Havana oh. syndrome. Just <laughs> n- enough said. Future self. <laughs> you know what this means. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. It's like shitty memento. It's like, what? What? Havana syndrome. Yeah, man. <laughs> Figure it out. Figure it out. <laughs> Solve the JFK assassination. Havana yeah. syndrome. What else you got in there? Climate change. Area 51. <laughs> Climate One of my favorite jokes in the world, Sean Keane wrote himself so he would remember it because he knew he was not in a state to remember it when it occurred to him at the time. And it is a list of soy cheese names that make me laugh like... Uh, like a child, like I hear that I've heard that I request that joke anytime I can make Sean Keen do it for me. And if, when next time you talk to comedian Sean Keen I, or listen to him, I highly All encourage right. that you uh, shout out soy soy cheeses. I will just cite my favorite, Monterey John. I swear <laughs> it's the best thing I've ever heard, Monterey John. I love that. <laughs> ah, but that was in a note he left himself and discovered uh, the meaning of which I'm so thankful he retained. Can you yeah. imagine just opening your phone to see the phrase Monterey John and having no no frame of reference? What yeah. were you thinking? Why has this been written? What past self decided that that was a necessary note? I remain ever thankful that Sean held on to just enough shreds of that memory to put together <laughs> one of my favorite pieces of stand-up material of all time. It also relies on a knowledge that Jack is a nickname for John, which... The majority of the United States does not have. I will. I will have you know, as somebody who is a born John who goes by Jack, most people. Uh, are yes. Like, Why the hell do you do that? That's strange. You can. Yeah. I'm a Catherine derivative. I can go so many ways. <laughs> yeah, Kathy, yeah. Katie. That's right. If whatever I cat. Yeah. I just can't stop starting with cats, but all the Kate ones are allowed too. Yeah. Somehow yeah. I feel like Courtney sneaks in. I could just do it if I wanted. Why not? Yeah. yeah. If you're feeling sassy. I'm bad. Yeah. I'm that's right. Now. <laughs> and miles you just have a cool name so you're you're like yeah i'm good oh miles i, would uh, I told i think name. i've said it before i always wanted to be dj in the 90s <laughs> oh god yeah i was like why aren't i dj <laughs> that felt like the sickest name i'm and i remember i was like yo this name is fucking DJ. bullshit why can't that like be dj, DJ? yeah Hell there's yeah. other kid this whole this that is my such school. a 90s thing Oh, yeah, this one kid, DJ, was, like, the coolest kid, like, in my grade. Yeah, like, at the course, time, yeah. they're like, oh, she's surfing and shit. Like, he's, like, you know, he's, like, a good surfer when we were, like, 10. You know oh. what I mean? So he was uh. killing it. Now he's, like, a like a storied lifeguard in Oahu. Like, he he never strayed from his, like, beach path as a human being. Now he's, he's like, like, this is what I'm good at. Once a DJ, yeah. always a DJ. That's a name you have to swing in too hard. Yeah, not, exactly. You can't back down from your choices as a DJ. Exactly. Yeah. In a way, I'm glad I did not I did not pursue that name switch, and I stayed with Miles, oh, and that man. led me towards the, that kept me on my musical path. So, yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Yeah. Very, well, DJ could have kept you on a very different musical path. It would have been too on the nose, I feel like. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. And here's DJ DJ. Like, no, come on. <laughs> Sorry, I tell you something I, I've been I, thinking I, about. I personally love it, but that's not a great indicator of its quality. <laughs> well, I think, yeah. Success. That's... Trolly DJ names now are, like, the best. Like, there's a guy yes. named Trilbo Swaggins, who yeah. I've seen on Bills in, like, L.A. DJ Yambayobi is another <laughs> one I love. <laughs> like, those are just funny. Like, I would lean into that. But, yeah, as a kid, yeah. like, I remember I was DJing under the name Prime. Yeah, with a one, yeah, oh, with yeah. a one for the eye. Okay, no That's, fucking around. That was also this, my MC name. on this side. Yeah. 
What a time to be alive. Truly. The early 90s. I have a long thing I want to talk about that we don't have time for, about the name Michael in the late 80s, early 90s, and why it was having such a run. I don't have any answers. It was a thing. It was... So when I was in college, we had to have multiple mics. There was moccasin mic, second floor mic. There was tall mic. There was short mic. We had to delineate the mics. They right. all got a prefix handle. And also Christmas the three mic. most famous humans in America were all named Mike. And then the Ninja mm. Turtles came along and the coolest Ninja Turtle was Michelangelo. Yeah. It's what, yeah. why? And then since then, no, like not a lot of cool mics. We've got Mike Pence. This is a stand up bit I'm working out. I yeah, guess. yeah, go on. <laughs> go off, King. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> What's fun about that is you're guaranteed to have a mic in every audience. So yeah, yeah. Get ready. Have That's put, right. put plenty in your pocket for that. <laughs> Just, hey. Yeah. hey, I'm hey. a cool yeah. mic. You get on stage. Hey, so where's Mike at? If yeah. your name's Mike, raise your hand right now. All right, Mike. The fuck out of here. <laughs> All right. Kayla, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, for we're going to sure. tell our mm-hmm. listeners a couple of the things we're talking about today. Google laid off 12,000 people. Their stock price went up, of course. So we're going to talk about that and how the the real theory on why corporations, why all these tech corporations are firing everyone, just like firing, cutting so many jobs is because they like the other one did it. And they're like, well, if they did it, we we should do it. <laughs> so... <laughs> We'll talk about that. We'll talk yeah. about how billionaires are coping with people telling the truth about them, namely suing them. Yeah. We'll talk about state houses coming up with just the dumbest, most fucked up ways to oppress non-heterosexual people. All of that. Plenty more. But first, Caitlin, we do like to ask our guest, what is something from your search history? Uh, okay, two-part answer, one very quick and brutally honest, cabinet suspension rails. Guess who's in the middle of putting up some <laughs> new kitchen cabinets or planning the process of doing so? So, it, yeah, I can't tell you that the search results are exciting, but there are a lot of them, and they're quite informative. So if, you, if you're with me in the journey, uh, I chose the suspension rail system. You? Echo. <laughs> into Just a chamber of nothing. What? A lonely journey. What is or, this? And when you're doing, when you're Googling that, are you finding like a YouTube video that shows you how to do it that you're like speed scrubbing through? What's what's your the process? The reason I was looking specifically is because I was trying to be cheap and buy cabinets that didn't include a, a suspension rail system. So that I did the thing where I was like, well, can I buy something to add to that cabinet? And I was like, right. well, now it's an expensive cabinet. You can right. just get one that has a suspension rail. See how you did the thing. <laughs> so yeah, that was the the path that I've been chasing down. The fun one though is uh, that for Sunday, Sundance Film Festival is happening now, big time in my house, as half the house uh, works for the fest and is there in Park City now. And quite often the category, you know, online there's a a big breakdown of like what's playing and what's going on. And many years the international shorts tab is not the most clicked upon tab. There are certainly competitions or movies that get more interest than that particular slice of the festival but this year because of alphabetical coincidence i think it just worked out right truly it was just supposed to be this way it's not that they picked this person out although who knows but right now uh for the international shorts at sundance the picture uh promoting it is of jennifer Connolly, and i gotta tell you it's peaking it's peaking stat it's it's crushing stats folks are smashing to see what's going on with international shorts at sundance and i give credit to the face of jennifer Connolly, which will move mice all over the world as it turns out Mm. everybody wants to know what she's up to so 
Congrats to those at Sundance. I was in love with her. Yeah, I mean, Rocketeer. I'm, I'm glad that International Shorts is getting getting some shine. Credit credit be to Jennifer Connelly or not. All high quality films that deserve a view. Right. And if it's that face that gets in there, well done. Oh, that's fun. So somebody are you are involved in Sundance or your partner? Oh, involved the, in the sweet lady of the house. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's Got it. For a few years, been with the festival in, in various capacities. So always fun to watch it grow and, and happen and and pick up cool stuff. And yeah, that's that's yeah. cool. Any any news on what's coming other than Jennifer Connelly's face for all us foreign short film fans? <laughs> um, I wish that I had clicked beyond it. I, like the rest of the general public, was intrigued by Jennifer like, Connolly yes, and literally Googled that. Sundance International Shorts Jennifer Connolly. So if you've done the same, welcome yeah. to that elite club. There you go. Yeah, Amazing. I do hear a lot about programming, which means I can't remember what's actually happening and what is just discussed. But it is an honor to just be discussed. Yes. So, What is something you think is overrated? Oh, sh- shit. Uh, wait. No, there was one, and they were both food related. Can I do? Can I do underrated first? Yes, please. Will you allow it because absolutely. I remember it. I, sorry, I had to wait for a, uh, a ruling from our judge, but yes, yes, you, you will allow, allow it. it. Allow yeah. it, fam. Allow I it. I appreciate this grace. I wrote down the word underrated, overrated, instead of writing down the thing that I think is overrated. <laughs> so when I tell you that my handwriting is in a hurry, that yeah. maybe that what's what's you know overrated is rushing. <laughs> See how we rescue this situation? Mm-hmm, there it is. Is, is. is not taking your time. Yeah. It yeah. seems like I was getting there faster to write down my underrated. But you know what I did then? Was just wrote down the word underrated. The word so underrated. I also didn't write down the word underrated. The word underrated is underrated. Which I'm just very lucky yeah. that I happen to remember. Because I decided on my underrated very quickly and shuffled a few through a few overrateds. Now which, none of, none of which I can remember. So don't rush. <laughs> Rushing is deeply overrated. What is underrated? Celery. Celery. Celery, baby. Okay. Tell me more. I, I mean, gotta agree. Are I we gotta saying, give a big second on this one. Are we saying beyond our understandings as just like an easy dipping vegetable and something for the kids? And then obviously vital vegetable? to like, you know, your mirepoix or like other, you know, it's kind of foundational to your cooking? Tell me we more. We were in soup season. Yeah. You did it. Mm-hmm. Here in this hemisphere, if your fridge is not stocked with some celery, you are missing out on a key component of making soup season a huge success. Yeah. Okay. Plus, I didn't know this. I, this is mainly garnered from an episode of America's Test Kitchen. So go back and look up what they had to say about celery. But for a long time, it was kind of the only green thing going in the winter. Celery was like a big deal on the holiday table because everything else was like stuffing, turkey, brown. You know, delicious, right, but right, also right. brown. So oh, celery served this like ro- there were special dishes to hold celery. Yeah. It was a thing. Yeah, because celery's in a lot of the holiday dishes, like just kind so of many. thrown in. Yeah, and the stuffing. It's one of those chunks of celery in there. You look yeah. at an old Titanic menu or something, and it'll be like celery served seven ways. Right? Like why? Why? <laughs> yes. Because people would have been like, oh, it's seven the only ways. Thing that's alive. Seven yeah. creamed. So yeah, it was a. Champion vegetable, I think it's uh, unsung now. I, I heard the mention as a kid snack, and it is a delicious kid snack, but groans don't sleep. The, yeah. the, yeah. the celery is delicious. It will serve you well. I love a, I love a celery. Yeah. I rely on ants on a log more than I should as a parent, you know, to get my kids yeah. to eat some calories when they're, like, not wanting to eat whatever thing I made badly 
for them. Oh, but we never as adults find ourselves in that situation. Right. Never have we ever gone through a day lacking calories or energy because we didn't do something simple like wolf (laughs) down some celery with peanut butter smudged on it. Well, so I do do that now. I I also make myself... (laughs) Ants on a log. And my only complaint with ants on a log is it takes an entire like bushel of celery for me to feel satisfied. <laughs> I eat, it's like, oh, yeah. I didn't say it's the only thing you should eat. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I said Filling. it's underrated, not that it should be your chance. It, like, uh, <laughs> it's, it? it's a big assist. Wasn't yeah, there yeah. like some yeah. myth, or I don't know if it's true, but people were like, it's the one food that you eat that's like a net negative calorically. I feel like iceberg lettuce is also on this list of things in the 90s they told me to eat in Seventeen Magazine. Yeah. Um, when they're like, hi, we're not going to promote eating disorders in the traditional way. We'll just seed, oh, yes, the, we seed the ground with well, <laughs> these subtle things like, hey, what about this? You know, uh, what if you ate celery and nothing water else? Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, celery, I mean, yeah, to your point, like I remember when I would eat it, like I would eat, my mom would make French onion dip sometimes and I would eat it with celery and she used to be like, stop eating half the goddamn tub with every bite of celery. I'm like, it's the only way I could feel, feel filling. (laughs) I'm like, I was using it as like a spoon basically. I got to make up for these net negative calories from the celery by offsetting them with net positive from the French onion dip, mom. (laughs) Building my case that it is underrated. What an excellent conveyance. It adds crunch. It adds crisp. Yeah. It has flavor, but it's like chill. It's not loud. It's nature's Tostitos scoops. Oh, see? Nature's Fritos is Fritos. Fritos have three ingredients. Don't forget that Frito is a perfect food. I don't have to tell you that's underrated. Fritos should already be corn, corn oil, salt. Salt. It's it's an exclusive. Oh, is that really it? Yeah. That's impressive. And two of them are corn-based. Yeah, I know. And one is salt. It's really good. Hell yeah. What is, uh, what's something you think is overrated? Oh, well, rushing. If we're, oh, rushing. If we're, we already did rushing. Yeah, okay. rushing. It's, it's going right. too fast to remember what you thought about got before it, and then it. writing down the word overrated instead of writing down the thing. <laughs> yes, yes. That you thought was overrated. Take your time. Take time with a woman. And hope and... a well-executed mug lift gets you out of it. Ooh. There you go. Oh, that mug is actually <laughs> also a good mug to lift into frame because that's a beautiful mug. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Is that, uh, is that something you're making? No. Here's, I live in a place now, so when I have to get things, I get the things that I like think are good. I've lived right. for a long time like, well, this could be possibly disposed of in a year entirely by accident as I relocate to a new zip code for right. like 10 times. <laughs> right. But now I'm a bit more deliberate in my choices. Hence, cabinet suspension rails. And right, yeah. exactly. Wow, you Jack, a, you just, you got a Yeti? Is that what you're sipping out of right now? Yeah, that's a nice mug as well, Jack. Oh, thank that you. Yeah, bright yellow that is Yeti. A lifetime, that's a oh, buy it man. for life. That buy is beautiful. It for life. You're never going to lose it. I got no. the I got the Rocky Mountain tumbler. Oh heck yes, I bought you it. Do. I bought it at CVS because it could fit thirty two ounces, and I was going to a hotel pool party where I had to sneak in alcohol. <laughs> Thank you so much. You just walked up sipping on a giant tumbler, yeah, and they were like, baby, "No question, sir." I said it was water. Oh yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Because I guess like that that is. A thing That's that the people... thing, yeah. Because especially, look, when you say like a hotel, and then they're like, yeah, and then we have like a, a poolside bar, and like a, the drinks are seven thousand dollars. No, yeah. motherfucker, get your Rocky Mountain tumbler on, and then go to the room as you need to. You know, yeah. I don't want to put my parents on blast, but when you go on a cruise, booze can be very expensive. So can checking luggage. So they had essentially they just wore seven days worth of clothes and checked the luggage full of booze <laughs> <laughs> to get on their cruise. <laughs> That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I've never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And there's a there's a hot new trend going around the tech industry, and that's firing thousands and thousands of your employees. Google announced that they're laying off 12,000 people, which is about 6% of their global workforce. And first of all, the market was immediately like, thumbs up, no notes, great job. And their (laughs) stock price went up because that is the perverse system of incentives that we live within. And that, of course, makes the people making the decision to fire people instantly way richer when the stock price goes up, because that's where most of their net worth is tied up, or a lot of it, at least. But this is just the latest round of layoffs for tech workers. The other day, Microsoft announced they were cutting 10,000 jobs, 
shortly before that, Amazon announced massive layoffs. And uh, Google claims that their explanation is, we just hired a bunch of people during the pandemic. And now we're in a different economic reality, which... Oh, a better one? No, that's that's the thing. Like, no, this sort of bait and switch that corporate entities do where they're always talking about like ah, the financial outlook is bad but then they never really like follow through when it's good on doing anything for anyone right it's always just them announcing that the financial outlook is bad and then laying off people because remember like during covid everybody was like it's a economic apocalypse and now they're like looking back at that as like the good old days well, yeah. because but because it got paid for, because the right. buddy just bled out. You know, tracking where that went will be an amusing job for some finance students in the future. But it right. is, I, yeah, I bet that was the wild old days. You could I, send in a piece of paper, and all of a sudden, a bunch of money showed up, and then you sent in another one, and I guess it was fun. Like there was a, on a corporate level, it seemed like there was a giddiness about what was possible. Like, we could just fire everybody. We don't have to have offices anymore. Our stock is stable, but nothing else in the economy. It, like, what is happening? I don't right. Unreplicatable. I don't know that it was. Corporate entities are like alive. They live forever, but they can't. <laughs> I don't know that the virus affected them like it did no. human, yeah, human yeah. people. They were like, they've weakened. It's time for us to get stronger and exactly. step up our exactly. takeover. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Terminator was worried about the wrong AI. It's corporations that are becoming. Oh, for here. sure. I've been saying that. <laughs> like capitalism, capitalism and corporations are the singularity. Like they're the unkillable yes. thing that is like ingesting all of the minds and intelligence and just using that to kill any challenger. But yeah, massive corporations yearning for the good old days of the COVID outbreak when all we heard about during the COVID outbreak was how fucked the economy was is kind of a weird look. And people who speak the language of these people say it's like still a bad move. Like it doesn't make sense to fire this many people because you like a lot of times you're firing people who you just spent a bunch of money to like recruit and hire. Right. They say it's like buying high and selling low on your labor because you like really like spend a lot to like recruit people, bring them in and then have like attractive packages to even get them to sign and stuff like that. Yeah. And then because of like a temporary economic condition, you fire them. And then when things pick up again in 12 months, you're going to be spending a lot of money, like trying to get that same quality or even sometimes those same employees back on your The insanity of the amount of money companies will spend to pay humans less money. Right. It's out of control. It's in the, I mean, the same arguments get it like housing is the same thing. The Mm -hmm. amount of money we spend to keep people homeless is wild. Yeah. yeah, wild. It would be yeah. so much cheaper by every measure to just put people inside in like safe, nice places. What are you trying to say that it costs three times more in Los Angeles to deal with an unhoused person than if we spent the money to find a way to get them in permanent housing, which is one. And then more to jail them for being unhoused on top of that when we're just putting them inside for the profit of some. Yeah, it right. is a. 
I mean, putting them inside, it's a, a, a statement I probably could have shaped more gracefully as these are people, but right, it is right. a, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. done for a fact, I assure you. It is yeah. a, yeah, one of those, well, silly conundrums about capitalism that like you need society. It's why economic systems don't work in a vacuum because they're endless. They have no boundaries. They keep expanding, but we live on like a planet. Like, right, that's fine. You might know I do astronomy tours tonight. Maybe we've talked about that. I live in Joshua Tree now. I go out into the park with telescopes and I talk about space. So I think about this kind of stuff all the time. Like it's one planet. It is so very small. We have a boundaried amount of resources as yeah. much as Elon Musk might want to grab an asteroid full of gold. It is not a likely outcome for us and permanent resource development. It's very cool. We can make oxygen on other planetary environments, but it's not like a sustainable model for life. Yeah. So the expansion of capitalism being limitless is one of those things that's very foolish. And then you need a society to decide, like, when profit doesn't win, like, like with housing, like with, yeah, it's, an, it's yeah. a there's silly that pickle. Just to, like on, on the broad scale thing, like there's that statement by William Shatner where he like went to space and was like, and I looked back and I realized like space is bad out there. There's nothing out there for us. And like the earth is this amazing, beautiful thing, which I, I was like, man, that's a really good point that he just made. And like, I, I wish I, I don't know. He said, he basically said, you don't, you don't want to be out here. (laughs) Right. Yeah, he said, yeah, out exactly. here is different. Out, exactly. Appreciate yes. what you got right the now. The Del Curry thread. Yeah. Don't wor- <laughs> don't start thinking about out here because yes. it is a deep. Space is incredible. It is <laughs> yeah. hos- inhospitable to every way our- we have adapted as biology. Space isn't bad. We are just programmed to live in a certain type of environment. And space is different from that environment. We don't think about the fact that the atmosphere is like gas. We live in stew. We yeah, live in exactly. super rich, gassy goodness. And space just isn't like that. Our bodies are designed for a certain amount of gravity. Space just has like different it's not yeah, bad. Right. it's just different but exactly. we're not going to do great there so yeah the inherent constraints are one thing but then this like spinning off of costs is just madness and it happens within capitalist environments themselves where like they get fixated on a number the pennywise pound foolish game where like labor costs money so paying less in labor means we make more money yeah. but that is a ridiculous it's temporary so fix. provably false and it repeats itself so often that you think we'll have learned the lesson from history because it's like the eternal history of humans working for other humans has this balance of like a seesaw tipping back and forth where labor is oppressed labor fights back labor is oppressed labor fights back that wheel has been turning it's turning right now but and like tech is an important place because tech is how we're talking to each other right now. It's how people communicate among the rest of the trade. Like that's important labor. (laughs) Those are important people with important skills that need to be helping us thrive. But that backwards thinking that we can pay people less to make more, doesn't work. It doesn't work. But here's the thing on the shareholder call, they're going to be like, well, what's the fucking deal? Cause these other companies are getting, are axing people. Why aren't you guys thinning out the books? Hire them all. Yeah. Hire them now. Hire yeah. them and pay them so they don't leave. Hire and yourself 36,000 incredible employees and make your company incredible. Which, yes. 
which is Give so them funny. The money. Yeah, and watch your stock price go down a little bit and realize like my day to day stock price is not like a way to run the fucking company. Like that's or like, not. Yeah. If your plan is to eat the company alive and leave, that's one thing. But what if your stock goes on because that company is alive and yeah. is going to live on too? Yeah. What if it kept making money past the three years that you pull the plug on it, drain it and kill it? What if it actually over 30 years would give you so much more money yeah. that it, it's such as nah, See how I'll it take, doesn't work? I'll take the money up front work. right now. I'm going to take the yeah, money take up the front money right, right now. Right now. I'll take actually. the money right now. I don't care about yeah. 30 years. I care about I'd right now. Give it all away for just a little more. Right. <laughs> That's right. And so there, there is a Stanford business professor who said back in December that the real reason behind all these tech layoffs that, you know, that was before a lot of the ones we're talking about, but they they had started. And he was like, watch this. They're all going to do this because everyone else is doing it. And that is how CEO brains work. That's how, like, the powers that be. Like, a, it's it's a bad decision. They're going to, like, you know, severance packages cost them money. Their unemployment insurance rates increase. Productivity drops due to low workplace morale. They're going to, when the economy picks back up, like go spend a bunch trying to rehire these same employees. But tech companies are responding to the market only, basically. And they're just, it, it's so basic and just like yeah. they, they engage in imitative behavior because it's like a big fucking social circle where like social contagion is like, yeah, well, I don't want I don't want people to be like, why didn't you do that? He did that. So that I have to do it to like hedge my bets. Basically, right. That's how you get everyone in fleece vests. That's yeah. how you get the entire city of San Francisco in the Seattle. same navy yeah. blue fleece with a blue collar shirt underneath. And yeah. and leather boat shoes, pants. leather boat shoes. <laughs> That's right. But I mean, it's wild because, again, like to your point, right? Like when Lula took office in Brazil, when he was like, yeah, man, we're going to tackle inequality and people starving and the markets fucking sink because he yeah. said because oh, yeah. he articulates that, which, again, everything is just about the whole thing, which is ignore your human impulse to have empathy and to take care of a problem, because at the end of the day, we're all just becoming subservient to, again, the shareholder value, the stock price. And again, it's like uh, th this this uh, only leads to the fucking just, you know, consumption of every resource that we have and then yeah. like emptying out our pockets and be like, is the jet here yet? Is the rocket here yet? And it won't be. Yeah, that's uh, why I brought up the Shatner thing is because like the long game is like that. I feel like that statement was profound. And it also made me realize like they were like, he's suffering from a thing. Lots of astronauts like come back from space with where they're just like, oh, my God, it's so bad up there. You guys, we need to like fix all the problems on Earth. We have it completely backwards. But you never hear about that shit because, again, the whole thing is this vast like hive intelligence of capitalism that is only telling you the thing that is going to accelerate consumption and like create this overall narrative where we have to get off the planet and create more more worlds to consume right essentially it's it's like being inconvenienced that like your roof has like a leak in it and you start building another house and you're like wait yes. what are you doing you're like well my my other house has a leak in the roof and I don't want to fix it. So I'm just so Miles, build that building, house. that second house is so good for the economy. 
You don't understand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think of the amount of news. people you're going to employ by building another house. Thank exactly. you. But yeah. again, it's the why not? Why tackle the issue? Like, why not tackle the issue of the faulty roof, which is doable, rather than being like, no, nah, fuck it. We're going all in on getting the fuck out of this house and building another one next door. Like, right. it, which will it, never leave. Yeah. Like, wh- what never are you fucking leave. talking about? It's like, just I, just take the fucking time to fix it's It's manageable. But it just takes a different way of thinking rather than like, well, if I do that, then there's like, it, I just solve it right there. And then yeah. there's not some like continuous I saw problem. The same so. house. Yeah. <laughs> and you hit something, Jack. It, it is a poison because like wanting the idea that humans want to explore off the planet we live on is like as old as people. Right. Sure. We like don't stop looking at it has been put po- like that urge is pure. It is impure to think that we want to go there to take diamonds to bring back to here like that is insane that's (laughs) so that's so crazy but the idea that we are explorers is not is not crazy and and listen to the people who use this marvel of like space travel to go up there get a perspective that only like a handful of humans ever get and yes. be like, yo, you are, fu- we are all fucking up. And like, you can, you can see it from up there. Like somehow your spirit can like see it and it's really bad. And and they pay their bodies are they're strained. It's a long-term, what astronauts do has a long-term costs that we're getting better at understanding, but like, right. it's not just bad for us. I, we're not designed all the, every condition is not what we're designed for. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, well, our I mean, little probies are getting good. Way to go, perseverance! Keep looking for stuff in those rocks. Yeah, exactly. Show us life on Mars. I just want to see what happens. I just want to <laughs> see what happens if we can find evidence of bacterial life on Mars. I just want to see what we do. Yeah, and then oh, we're gonna God. go flip we're, out. We'll bring it oh, back. We're gonna and, flip out. I'm so excited. We'll bring it back, and it'll wipe us out as it was scripted. <laughs> <laughs> Our hubris became too Someone much. Yeah. Scrape oh us yeah. Off. Well, Scrape fuck yeah. Bring it. Off. Bring it home. Bring it home. Bring it home. <laughs> Boom. All the fucking ecosystems are devastated. <laughs> We're like, ah, fuck. Knew it. Ah, I knew that was bad. It was probably bad. It was probably bad. Probably bad. Probably bad. They did like that is a big thing they do the quarantine after after the yeah. moon landing. Like they were like, those right. tubes are the cleanest things that we've ever made. The tubes on that little Mars rover are clean, baby yeah. clean, and they are getting sealed up. We are being, they stay in space for like a while. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't fuck around. Well, and then I did want to, you know, just follow that story up with a story about why that will be the last time that we ever talk shit about rich people yep. or corporations sure. because now they are been. suing us. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not us specifically, but. They're going after people who like to connect the dots out loud on the influence yeah. of money. Yeah, yeah. And Beto O'Rourke, or also known as Skateboard B, uh, is being sued. <laughs> is, he known by, is he known as that? He's no, I just, truly I, the... I just decided to do that as a Pharrell reference. But we all know, we know he gets down on that skateboard. We saw him get down in that Whataburger yeah. parking lot. Um, but, you know, he's being sued by this natural gas magnate in Texas. Why? Did he do something criminal? Oh, he pointed out the fact that the Natty Gas Pimp gave Governor Greg Abbott $1 million right after the governor signed a bill into law that created a loophole for natural gas operators to be able to opt out of mandated winterization of their infrastructure. 
Well, what does that even mean? It's not like that could ever harm I anyone. I know. Though. What do you Winterization. mean? Winterization. Oh, what do I have to wait. put chains on my tires? Texas. Who gives what a shit? What could winter be like? How bad could winter in Texas Thank be? Thank you. Did, did anything bad happen a couple of winters ago where properly winterized infrastructure could have prevented the death of hundreds and the yeah, where loss of power for millions? unregulated costs led to the just oh, absolute robbery of people that's trying right. to not die in their homes? There was in 2021. And then Abbott signed a bill like a few months later that made it seem like he was addressing the issue of like the winter storm. And he was like, I want to make it look like I'm advocating for Texans by saying we got it. We actually have to get serious about mandating or like mandating like the proper winterization of infrastructure and like not allowing these operators to to price gouge people. But again, he left a loophole for the natural gas gang. Which is why the tech and the Texas Tribune points to the natural gas operators as, quote, the primary cause of outages during that time. So what the fuck is going on? And what is this distraught man to do for Beto O'Rourke saying things like this guy's influencing the governor or bribing him? Oh, well, he just pointed that out. The Greg Abbott thing. He was just like, yeah, he's like Bill was fucked up. Yeah, he's like, look at it. He's like, he's carving out loopholes for his buddy. This guy gave a million dollars. You think this isn't connected? This is directly relates to his business and way of making money. And this is this is the kind of corruption where I got, you know, like any any person who's like running for office with that sort of set of ideals is going to articulate. Well, his lawyers now are saying like, well, you know what? They said the this natural gas tycoon experienced, quote, mental anguish from comments, ads, and social media posts in which O'Rourke's campaign suggested that the money was a reward for Abbott going easy on him. Wow. What else? Tell us what else, honey. Let's soothe your wounds. Quote, Beto O'Rourke told millions of his followers that Warren engaged in bribery, corruption, and extortion, and that he profited from the death of his fellow Texans simply because Mr. Warren gave a perfectly legal campaign contribution to the candidate of his choosing. Governor Abbott, when you look mm. at the comments that his followers put in on his tweets, they believe him. They believe that Mr. Warren is a criminal that is engaged in profit over the lives of Texans. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 Wow. So your profits, see, the reason is if you spent the fucking money to properly protect your infrastructure and prevent the power outages for people, which wouldn't have led to their deaths. And, and you know, after you, it seemed the like, fact, after the after the people, that's the wild thing is he's that like, this is not it? like a thing where it was like, ah, hindsight 2020, we would have really addressed that fucker. They are doing this and like paying him a million millions of dollars campaign contribution after they've their fuck up has already led to people dying, has mm-hmm. already led to like a national news like just disaster like something that everybody was talking about and they're like yeah okay so the next thing we need to do is uh is make sure that nothing no consequences are ever felt from this right like i i i don't know i'm I'm looking for some silver lining Karen. <laughs> and remember that our perfectly balanced judicial system is it runs on a on a system of precedent now, if we could establish a, a precedent that mental anguish is enough to sue a politician for, mm. then perhaps, perhaps we're onto something here. Uh, maybe even corporate. I've experienced mental anguish from every overdraft fee that I've ever experienced. Maybe mm-hmm. a little class action suit in that direction is yeah. in order. I've experienced, you know, mental anguish. Uh, and, oh, I, I remember when, you know, when I was in college and I had to get all those loans because like, 
we we made tuition and a student fees in the California public university system. Why don't I remember that being quite a source of mental anguish. Yeah, right. Maybe the half million students a year that were in school with me in the state of California would like to get together and see if there's a little something we can do to compensate ourselves for what we suffered. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I just... Yeah, <laughs> mental anguish. God, if we could start suing people for mental anguish and the... I, I just think that maybe we're onto something here, the mental anguish. And if the judicial that... system wasn't run by billionaires... <laughs> Yeah. Right, we, we'd Wait. be in business. Hey, you never know. Let's let's open the doors. But again, like many people are saying, like obviously it's a bullshit slap lawsuit, and it's you know meant to chill the speech of candidates or anyone who's wanting to point out that we live in this fucking oligarchy. So you know, there's that, and it could be a great blueprint for other you know very sensitive earth fuckers who don't want to hear people accurately describe their actions. But yeah, it's 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 it a little have a dystopian 1984 flip the language vibe. Yeah. You told the truth about me, so I'm suing you. It's just interesting. 100%. And I mean, when you also look at it, too, this guy, like this gas guy, like he's in he's he's making sure everybody's paid. You know what I mean? Like Ken Paxton, the the attorney general after the storm, he's like, we got to look into these gas companies, man. What the fuck was that storm about? It looks like they were gouging. The price gouging was out of control. But since then, he's refused to say, like, what's going on with that investigation? And then if you look at the donations, the same guy, Kelsey Warren's given at least $200,000 to Paxton throughout his career. So it's like he stays on the good side of him. And then also the Texas Railroad Commission, which is the body that oversees like oil and gas and stuff in the state, you know, and like talks about price caps and things like that. He's given like over 390,000 to like Texas Railroad Commission candidates in the last decade. So, you know, I mean, if anything, it's just one of these weird things where you see how it works, but again, they're like, we well, have to prove the intent in court. Right. You know what I mean? Like he was just giving to like, and it's, it's this nebulous language that is allowed to, for them to have a defense. Like, like I'm merely participating in the civics, pro the civic process here and just giving money to a preferred candidate without really, you know, but we're not going to actually analyze what that means. Right. And I think that's what this, what this lawsuit could end up uh, boiling down to anyway. He's being, uh, Beto O'Rourke is being sued for a million dollars. Yes. Yeah. I think Beto O'Rourke's just mad. He's not a baller like this guy, you know? Yeah. That's, and I think that's what this guy was okay. saying. He's like, it's just all these haters, they hate that we're ballers. <laughs> and what's yeah, the problem? Yeah, will call this alpha versus beta. I, I feel like we're, this is the, I mean, Chad's are finally stepping up to assert their dominance in court, which it's about time. I can see by the visual <laughs> representation that this is the, apex of the white male this is this is it this is uh yeah, yeah we're not getting much I mean, higher every, after this. every billionaire looks like flaccid wet sausage but that's it's just something that happens <laughs> i guess when you have that much money speaking of flaccid wet sausage we got we got a fucking flaccid wet sausage all-star it's coming true up i scrolled down story. to look at this guy's picture and i misunderstood i i saw a photo in the document which you so kindly prepare for guests <laughs> there you've you've included a photograph of a certain gentleman yeah, and i mistook yeah. him for a billionaire because he has billionaire body yeah. which is about the compliment i could give him which i think we all recognize is not praise and he has like <laughs> He has like that vibe, like when you're so privileged, like you still look like a baby because you've never had to live yes. still. Like you still he have looks your like baby. the coach like, you're not surprised to hear the stories about. Yeah, right. 100%. Oh, With his man. haircut, that dodgy haircut. The oh. haircut is Oh amazing. my God. It, yeah, it looks like, yeah. Mm, I it's, got it. Who's the owner of the Raiders who has the bowl cut? Yeah. That Al guy Davis? With the, the haircut. Yeah. Wait, not Al Davis? Yeah, Al Davis is, I think it's Al Davis's son, maybe. 
oh yeah yeah he's got that he's got that really wild edge up like he's got a caesar with bangs yeah basically yeah yeah, yeah. caesar with bangs <laughs> like real <laughs> real aggressive real aggressive bring it all to the up. front I, yeah I guarantee he wasn't like give me an edge up but yeah nah. yeah the, the person I'm talking about is Mark Davis, Al Davis's son. So worth looking at him and the gentleman we're about to talk to when we come back. Not talk to, talk about. <laughs> no, we got him. We got him. We got He's him on the, the Got him on the horn. Love your worldview, man. We've got to have you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. Now, this is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. If you ever felt like you were always too much this while also never being enough that, this is the podcast for you. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth issues affecting the Latin community, and much more via my own personal stories, along with interviews with inspiring thought leaders from our community. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community that you need to know. So much of what makes our community so beautiful is our diversity, yet too often those of us who don't fit into this dumb, stereotypical box of whatever it means to be Latino are left without a voice or just forgotten about. On this show, I celebrate the uniqueness of our culture and invite you to walk in your authenticity. Listen to Life as a Gringo as a part of the Michael Tura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. And Woo-hoo! state houses, where all the, the good shit is going down these days. Yeah. 
in the wake of the 2020 election, all the state houses were busy finding ways to rat fuck elections since their whole idea has been stop the steal. And then after the 2020 midterms, it seems like the Republicans' new obsession is the continued dehumanization of the LGBTQ community. Nothing yeah. to worry about there. Never a hard thing to see. To yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. If we got rampant anti Semitism, homophobia. Yeah, yeah. This all ends. This is all going to end well. Yeah. But like as it stands, right, there have been over 160 bills introduced in 2023 that are meant to discriminate against drag shows or trans people. They're fucking like, they're, they're putting the pedal to the metal. One particularly stupid bill comes from the aforementioned dickhead from North Dakota. It looks, it looks like he's wearing three hair pieces. I don't mean to come for the man, but I'm saying that most of the trans community could really help. We know how to lay a wig, baby. Like, like this... on this side of the rainbow, we can just ha- let us fix it. You are serving Mark Davis. So. Yeah, you're serving <laughs> yeah. you're serving a white man cosplaying as Maya from Pen15. Yeah, like, yeah. but in the worst possible way. Like, you're like, hold on, what the fuck is this vibe? I mean, that anyway, is a horrible insult to Maya from Pen15. I mean, it's a bull cut, you know what I mean? Maya, look, she's not tripping. I just saw. We're we, we all right. Uh, but that's it. So that this man's name is David Clemens, and he just introduced a bill that would generate fifteen hundred dollar fines for using people's preferred pronouns. Using their preferred pronouns would yes require you to be and what he means is that this would apply to any quote any entity receiving state funding including a public school and institution under the control of the state board of higher education and a state agency or office they're basically saying like if you spend the time to acknowledge someone's pronouns you will be fined we're only going to be just completely we're we're not respecting anybody or any or what how who they are as people that's that's the fine quote and again he goes even further in the event that these bigots have like terrible gaydar or like, you know, a way to suss people out. He said, quote, if sex, gender or gender, ide- gender identity or gender expression is contested, determination is established by the individual's deoxyribonucleic acid. Cool. So DNA testing. Yes. They're so good with that. Yes. Yeah, the state testing people's DNA on demand is something typically that people who favor less government control are like all about. Yeah. This Come aligns here. perfectly with the general philosophy. Conservatism. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. on this, there's already like other advocates have pointed out. It's like, what if you like chromosomes aren't always straight up male or female? Yeah. So what do you how are you going to even enforce this? This is just like some ignorant guy's thing of being like, well, if they don't like it, we'll test their blood kind of thing. And it's like, for huh? what? Yeah. For girl. What yeah, are you talking exactly. about? <laughs> for girl. Like and what if what if someone like an intersex person wouldn't have like a, a traditional DNA profile where they could be like, this is man, this is or whatever it is. Again, this is so fucking backwards. And this is on top of other bills in the state that are already banning gender affirming care for trans for trans kids or banning trans girls from playing sports they're just they're piling on all this nonsense and even the their own state judiciary committee said this bill was unlikely to work because it's written with tears and crayon and is also poor, so poorly worded they're even like how are you going to enforce this but this is all their shit, like all the they're all based on like a fucking facebook post they didn't do any like follow-up research on it's anytime you talk to one of these bigots they're just they they're 
ideas I've, are it's like always paper I've thin. Heard. Their commitment is heard. paper thin. I mean, their commitment is strong, but like they don't, they haven't like looked into any of this shit. It's just all based on something that their cousin fucking wrote on Facebook. Yeah. I, again, like this is not a winning formula. You know what I mean? For candidates in the midterms, it was only scoring culture war points on TV. Like it right. wasn't putting, it wasn't like, oh, this is the, this is like the plutonium rod that'll power the GOP to like, you know, like insane majorities. And again, they continue down this hate path full steam. I mean, not to mention like already, like the dickheads in Congress, they're already bringing up a fucking fair, this fair tax bullshit again, where they want to have a flat sales tax to replace like every other tax we have. And another bill, another giveaway to like the wealthy that they're just like, they're just, you know, there, there's no real direction aside from create as much outrage as possible, score as many culture war points as possible, because actual actual legislating is far from a priority. It's just to create, I don't know, for whatever reason, they're, they're clawing back whatever gains they felt were made by people who are not cishet Christians in the last 20 years. Yeah. It's just confusing. It's a confusing time. Like, I don't... I I could look for indicators in other societies that have freaked out about this and then fallen apart, which is what happens over and over again. But the obsession about it is so virulent. Like, people are so angry about gender expression it's an i don't understand the anger or what it's actually about it's like it's like you're having you know on a grand scale we're having a fight that where we're screaming about a teapot but if we were in the couple we would know it's not about the teapot like what is this about what are you mad about like Mm -hmm. i just don't quite get it and this isn't like a coming out you can look at me and know that i don't express gender along strong binary lines i've never been dna tested i have no idea what the results would be i'm like woman with big air quotes i just fall somewhere (laughs) in the middle my gender expression is leatherman like i have cargo pants like i'm just somewhere floating in a purple it's lows yeah like if and I feel like a coward sometimes if they was in popular usage, that's probably what I would use. But I'm not interested in engaging in a linguistic fight. I see it more as just like clumsy English than anything else. Like other languages are better at expressing the fact that gender is part of language is very funny and weird anyway. I don't mm-hmm. care, right. but it's terrifying. Right. I travel less and I do live in a conservative area now, but like. I'm aware of being clocked in just this way that I know what people walk away around with in a, because, you know, their expression means that folks are eyeing them down and they're so mad. I don't yeah. know Well, I think so because everything, mad. everything we see is it's trying to reset the, the scales. So like white, cis, het, Christian hegemony is maintained and yeah. every group that we are every group we now offer consideration towards is another group these people see themselves having to bow to right because they're not they didn't used to have to bow to be like oh i didn't realize about you know uh, you know systemic is, racism oh god is not shoving someone in a bathroom is that submission well i think again for them it's like why do i have to now consider pronouns what the fuck is this yeah. i'm I'm at the top of the sociological food chain where I shouldn't have to. My consideration shouldn't go downwards ever. I'm mm-hmm. here. Y'all fucking deal with it. 
And so what? Now I have to be mindful about well, what well, what white supremacist policies have had in this country? No, I'm not fucking doing that. That's bullshit. I don't want to talk about critical race theory. What you're saying now I have to defer to somebody because they said that they their gender expression is this, that, and the other. No, I'm not doing that. It's everything's yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not extending, I'm not extending my empathy towards these people. So yeah. now the natural instinct is to, well, then man, vaporize the fuck out of them. Like start yeah. making it the law that actually considering them is illegal, that studying critical race theory is illegal. And, and again, we're not even saying this was even being taught to fucking children, but they're putting <laughs> laws on the books to be like, don't even fucking talk about AP African-American studies in Florida. It has right. no value. It has no value to me. There's a leak build a new house. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's just it, it has no value to somebody who is not who. Their only goal is to say, I'm only looking for reminders of my power as a cishet white person in America. If I have to say I'm sorry to someone, no, 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 we're fucking up. Yeah. The entire civilization was built around their ignorance for decades. You know, like it was like we just what is polite is whatever you are comfortable with as a cishet white man. And Ooh, that gave me the shivers. Yeah. And <laughs> holy shit. That's another. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. I just put a picture on an, of another legislator from Mississippi who was, again, trying to ban like trying to ban doctors from providing gender affirming care. And this guy looks like literally what you just talked about, Jack, someone who is built in the fires of ignorance. Yeah. And is will fight for every opportunity to make sure he's allowed to stay ignorant, keep his children ignorant, and make sure nobody ever pushes his hair back to see where his hairline actually starts cuz <laughs> he's, he's got the he's got the wild floppy bangs that like come down into his eyes in a way that I'm not fully buying. Yeah, but I mean but this is where we're at. They're we're watching in real time the like legislate, like the legislative manifestation and at every level of clawing back this sense of like dominance. Yeah. And that they're and trying to recreate a world that's like fucking Jim Crow era shit, which is like, I don't know. Yeah, that's them. Then that's their thing. That's not my problem. Right. And I'm not and I don't need to begin thinking. I have to make considerations in my day to day life about people I'm not really edu like not been exposed to or educated on and I'm ignorant of. So the, the natural reflex isn't to learn or to open my heart. It's to close it down and figure out how I can legislate my way out of learning anything else. Yeah. And we live in a, you know, civilization where the rewards go to these people. Like, they still right. go to those people. This guy is in fucking Congress. Like, right. the, you know, the guy you just showed a picture of is, you know. It hits. On Showtime right now is a pretty good documentary about the Attica prison riot, which I mm. didn't know a lot about. Uh, so I was glad to get some better insight in. But it is a pretty inhumane response to people asking to be treated like humans. And yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, the folks with the boots wore those boots right on out of that prison, back to their homes, back to their families. And yeah. the people inside the prison died. It was, yeah, you know. People spoke out to ask to be treated like people, and those folks who spoke out were specifically targeted and taken down. It was, it was it's such a stark. I think perhaps some of when I look at history and civil rights in the United States, I wondered why this prison riot hadn't made its way to the forefront in the way some other events had, and it is almost because some other events have a deeper degree of subtlety. 
Right. Like right. talking about who can ride the bus has a more humane level of subtlety. Uh, the Attica prison riot is on the nose in a way that leaves you with a nosebleed. And that's important because things are it, that as is as it was. Right. You know, we can have a debate in a classroom uh, about that period of history. Debate isn't the right word. No debate. But, you know, it, it, you can Discussion, talk in a classroom yeah. about buses. It's really hard to talk about what happened in that place and the lack of aftermath, yeah. sort of the, mm-hmm. the fact that nothing changed. It's a, a worthy watch if you want to. You know, just get gutted, have your eyes shut upon by the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Yeah, the, there's so many stories like that. We, we should just do a, a whole series that's just like the stories that you will hear from American history and be like, holy shit, why isn't this the first thing they fucking taught me? Like, there's an episode Black of Wall The Street. Dollop. Yeah. There's an episode of The Dollop about the Boston bus riots that mm. is like the most damning thing about like right. how racist Boston is and just like <laughs> massive, you know, race riots started by, you know, wildly racist policies and racist people in Boston. And it just doesn't get brought up. It's like not a thing that you learn about in school. I think, the, yeah, to, yeah, to Caitlin's point, it's always the ones that are so obvious. That exactly. You, talk about. you know what I mean? Like. Like, I didn't know the police dropped a bomb on people in Philly. Yeah. I was 30. Yeah. You know, I was like, wait, what? (laughs) A bomb? A bomb. B-O-M-B bomb. I have off a helicopter. What the fuck? Really? You know what I mean? And it's and you look at everything and you're like, oh, my God, these. uh, Yeah, that just looks like an extension of all the other terrible racist violence we've seen that we were supposedly moved past. But, you know, it keeps popping up in these other ways. But yeah. Woof. We'll see. Uh, yeah, it, it, it is. It is interesting to see how <laughs> how we look back at this period, because, yeah. you know, anytime the society lets a group become vulnerable and, you know, they begin picking away at it. That's the, truly the beginnings of some even more awful shit. And we've been experimenting with this same way of doing business for fucking ages now. So it's like <sighs> yeah. really disheartening. The one the one thing I will say is that with that one specific bill in North Dakota, a lot of people came out to like oppose it. Not one person came to like support the bill at all. And look, I mean, even like the people in that committee were like, yeah, this is, there's no way this is like, this is not going to pass, but it's still going to the Senate floor for a vote. Yeah. Um, like in North Dakota. So again, we'll see, but this is all, this is all part of these people wanting to keep up the regularly scheduled programming of saying like, Hey, we can legislate our way uh, to the top again by dehumanizing and othering our fellow. Human North Dakota, beings. this is my plea. If I understand correctly, you are the least touristed state in the nation. And if that's not true, I apologize, but also look at what just happened in your state house. We all have a lot to talk about, but I am pretty <laughs> sure in North Dakota that not enough people come to see you. I'm pretty sure it's South Dakota, Dakota has that mountain with the people on it. And that's what everybody goes to see. You, North Dakota, are sitting there full of beautiful spaces that could be full of gays and their dual income, no kid lifestyle. Imagine the <laughs> resort properties. Imagine the tourist dollars that you could draw in with those snowbirds. I'm just saying you're missing where the money is. It's those actually- trans shows, people just throw money. Did you know that at a drag show where the trans is dance, people literally just throw <laughs> American dollar bills at one another and just bring that money in. There you go. Caitlin, as always, truly a pleasure having you on the show. Where can people find you, follow you, all that good stuff? 
at Garen T-shirts, of course, I also uh, made a 420 Day Fiance, grab a T-shirt, yeah. an amazing podcast in addition to this one that you should check out and enjoy. Otherwise, I am not online and it, it's beautiful. So <laughs> my T-shirts, that's where I'm at. There you go. Get the designs where they're around. Otherwise, enjoy international shorts featuring Jennifer Connolly and every other talented performer <laughs> featured there. And is there a work of media that you've been enjoying movies yeah i've been TV ignoring show. twitter since we had to let the sink in but i uh let that sink in sorry i got the yeah. pun wrong because it's just so <laughs> it's such a funny bad joke. yeah but i'm gonna give it up i thank alice wetterland um for pointing me this direction i have been indulging in scrolling through reddit specifically just the reddits that i have subscribed just a home girl mm-hmm. so i see a lot of plumbing a lot of electricity a lot of home improvement and a lot of curled feetsies so if you want to see some animals with their feetsies all curled up i highly recommend that you go check out reddit's corner curled feetsies to see it's mostly cats and i understand there was some tension about downvotes given to other animals with curled feetsies but it has been clarified within the community that any animal with cute curled feetsies is allowed for submission so mainly cats but a variety of animals with their feetsies curled Mm. Oh, I love it. Highly recommend. Feetsies cor- I love it. Cor- you know, when their little feet just flop over because yeah, they're relaxed. Yeah. So that one little joint that is neither elbow nor yeah. wrist nor yeah. knee uh, flops. <laughs> I like too when cats sit under their feet and they look yep. like kids. They look like little chickens. Yeah. Oh, is that what it's called? That's called Batmobile. I have a black cat. So we call it Batmobile. Wow. I have a black cat too. I'm going to call it Batmobile. Looks like the little Batmobile, right? All curled up with their little haunches yeah. up, big back wheels. Yeah. Whoa, and her yellow eyes say less. Broom, broom, exactly. <laughs> we have the same cat. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. Like Caitlin said, you can also find me on 420 Day Fiance with Sophie Alexandra. And also, Jack and I have a basketball podcast called Miles and Jack Got Mad, Mad Boosties. Boosties. Okay. Um, let's see. And the, the tweet I like, uh, is from at Richard underscore normal <laughs> who tweeted, I think the most, my most misogynistic belief, and I apologize in advance mm, is that I I've noticed that. And again, I'm sorry to say this. Sometimes women don't finish their cans of sparkling water as frequently as men do. Mm. And that was his take. Mm. And I have, as somebody who I, I, I don't. The thing is, I don't even finish my cans of sparkling water. I think it's a. I think this is. This affects everybody the same way. Although Her Majesty loves to leave around like loose half cans of sparkling water. Yeah, I think I'm notorious for the one sip ditch. So I have no stake in this argument. How do you feel? How do you sip? Because like I get it too. Sometimes I open a can. I'm like, oh shit, I need this, but I only really needed (sighs) the sip. Yeah. And then I'm like, that first big sip that hurts. Yeah. And then you like, put oh. it down and then you go, oh, it burns. It burns and, so good. And then I'm like, Ow. I'm going to leave it on the kitchen counter. I'm going to get back to this can. Of course I am. And of then of course it, I'm going to finish this can and this, not open another one. Which is funny. This is also how I came across the thing about Jack when I used to say, leave a half opened passion fruit LaCroix in your yeah. car mm. and it'll smell like a new car. That's yeah. again, straight be- off of me not finishing <laughs> fucking cans yeah. of fucking sparkling water. I feel like this is everybody. This is everybody's problem. It's not. It's not my problem. My problem is the opposite. I I drink everything that's in front of me. That's why I can't drink oh, alcohol. Completionist. I drink, <laughs> I drink so much so fast. I am a thirsty, thirsty man all the time. And if you put anything in front of me, unless it's room temp water, which I can, I can kind of take or leave. But basically, anything cold, I will, that's I will drink favorite. it. So fast, I'm gonna drink all the room temp so water. Hard. We are it, we're good. You can have everything I see or too hot. I'm gonna be right in that room. <laughs> there you go. 
I think it also has to do with the fact that I'm so sweaty that like my body is just naturally like ever since I was young was always just like, gotta get, gotta get more fluids. Go, 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 go. So I can win chugging contests of lots of varieties and it's not something I'm proud of. It's just a fact. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Lieb tweeted, love kicking, uh, clicking on the new for you tabs so I can hear from both sides of the, are Jews people debate? (laughs) <laughs> uh, shout out to matt lee thank you for your service stepping in for me when i was doing lunch day at my kid's school which was oh. lovely appreciate y'all all right you can find me on twitter at jack underscore o'brien you can find us on twitter at daily zeitgeist we're at the daily zeitgeist on instagram we have a facebook fan page and a website daily zeitgeist.com where we post our episodes and our footnotes where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode as well as a song that we think you might enjoy hey miles what song do we think people might enjoy Oh, I think uh, it's time to do some some rapping, but some Japanese rap from this MC, uh, Miso Extra. She's like dope. She's rapping in Japanese, so I don't expect people to know the lyrics. But this track is called Great Taste. I think the, the production is super dope. The flow is super cool. Uh, and yeah, for anybody who's trying to get into, you know, some 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 new kinds of rap, you know, from from the other side of the pond. Check out Miso Extra. You like that name? Miso Extra? I mean, the thing is, she's Japanese, you know? Yeah. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. You know what I mean? If you're going to lean into that shit, uh, it's funny because, like, on her website, the the font is, like, cup of noodles, too. (laughs) So, (laughs) you know, I'm not sure what the nuances of your your artistic oeuvre, but, yeah, it's Miso Extra. (laughs) The, there was a sushi place by where I used to live in Santa Monica called Miso Fishy. And oh yeah, I, I remember that place. I just bothered me a lot that that was what they went with because it. First of all, it's a play on miso horny, I think, right? Of course. And then fishy is not what you want your sushi your to be. Sushi, right? No, that means that means it's straight up shit. <laughs> that means that fishy is like bait. It's like a bait shop. That's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll allow my bait shop to be there, fishy. Yeah. What's that? I think that's making fun of what, like, this is what you want, isn't it? You right. want it to say me so horny and tell you. All right, so this is called Phuket Thai now. That's what we're going to fucking call it. Are you happy? Are yeah. you happy? Here you go, right. assholes. But. Oh, so uh, just our background. She was born in Hong Kong, Japanese mom, English father. Okay. said, my mom has always raised me with the pride of being Japanese and taught me to really embrace that side of my culture. A huge part of that is actually being able to speak Japanese. And I'm proud of the fact that I'm able to occupy a dual space and it's in my DNA. Yeah, I heard that part. Uh, you're forced into not being one thing. And that translates into other aspects of your personality. And she calls it the miso first. So she's kind of an out there creative. Cool. I like, I like it. But yeah, I love it. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is going to do it for us this morning. Back this afternoon to tell you what's trending, and mm-hmm. we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.